What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick and loans, internal data. Points and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS consumer access. Network number 3030. You once, twice, three times a lady, and I Yes, you once, twice, three times a lady. Huh? Huh? What's up, buddy? I'm back. <laughs> Got my buds back. I'm back for, for the uh, for the 50th episode. Big five oh. Big 50. Can you believe we put our fat faces in front of this microphone 50 times? Uh, I mean, once one week leads into another, it just all kind of blends together into one big gas bag piece of shit. Yep, it snowballs. It's kind of like wrestling. Exactly. You just, you, you just keep watching and watching, and you don't know why, but you just have to keep watching. It's part of your weekly routine. Yeah, you just like, oh, I'll watch some wrestling. So, um, yeah, I'm back, Jeff. I had a busy week. Um, couldn't quite squeeze it in. Uh, but thanks to uh, you and your buddy Steve for holding it down, we almost missed a week. We almost did. It probably wasn't nearly as good, but hey, it, it was out there for people to take naps to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, put your put your uh it's like a sound machine. Uh but instead of the, you know, calming ocean breeze, you get to hear us talk. Yeah. Very soothing voices, man. Must like be like Lionel Richie. Ooh. What's, <laughs> what's Lionel Richie's like what's what's the best song? I'm not familiar. I'm not familiar with I'm not familiar with the catalog. Uh, off the top of my head, I'm not either. Stacy King was really starting to quote Lionel Richie songs uh, when Otto Porter Jr. got traded to the Bulls this year because he looks a lot like Lionel Richie. Really? Yeah. So, like, he would he would uh, update me on the catalog, but it's been too long since Bulls season, so I can't remember. I gotta look up this shit. He's got some hits. Like, as soon as you see his catalog, you're like, yeah, I know those songs. Oh, I just can't fucking put a name on it. Yeah, Otto, I agree about Otto. He does look like Lionel Richie. Especially in a suit. Well, like, I used to, as you know, but some probably don't, I used to uh, help my uncle, like, as a wedding DJ. Yeah. Oh, there'd be a lot of rich Oh, here. this is this is the one I'm thinking of. Once, twice, twice. three times later. That's the one I was thinking of. That one got played a lot of weddings. Um. <laughs> oh well, he was in the Commodores. Oh, 
Oh, yeah? She's a brick. House. She's mate to mate tail for letting it all hang out. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. Lionel Richie. Okay, now I know. Man, he does look like Otto Porter Jr. does look like Lionel Richie. Yeah, like that's not that's not a stretch that both fans do. That is like accurate. It is insane. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, fiftieth episode, Jeff. Celebration. Smoke some meth if you want we, out can there. We get, can we get a round of applause for fifty? Oh, hold on, hold on. I gotta put my meth pipe down. Oh, yep. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you. That was pleasing. But yeah, you really shouldn't be doing that during the podcast. But it's a celebration. Yeah. So I encourage all listeners to smoke some meth if they want. (laughs) I don't care what you do. Yeah. We're not here to be the moral compass, okay? (laughs) We just let people do what they do. So, Eric, I know you know this. Before we get into some wrestling, we gotta fucking touch on this. Cause in twenty four hours time, the NFL season kicks off with the Chicago Bears of Chicago IL. Bears. And the Green Bay Cheese Fucks. Yep. Uh when is this Oh, I'm gonna be Wait, what? What is Thursday Night Football on? Is that ESPN nowadays? Uh, I think like the first week they will put up uh, broadcast TV, but I'm not not positive on that. Oh, that's the one that sometimes is on CBS, and other times is on ESPN. Yeah, Thursday Night Football is the one that hops around like a dirty whore of the night. Okay. Yeah, well then, it's the sh- the first one should be on uh, CBS, like you said. I would think. Well, oh God, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. You know it. Um, See, I'm not, I'm not as uh, I don't have issues with football announcers, given. It's been a long time since I've heard a football announcer and gave a damn about what he said. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I used to like John Madden a lot just because he sounded like a cartoon character. <laughs> yeah, John Madden was the best. And Al Michaels I'm cool with. Gruden uh, was good and Romo was good, but, like, Joe Buck, like, I, I don't have, like, any stinging hatred Joe Buck and Troy Aikman myself. I, I just think, man, man, you're an idiot. Yeah. Well, you just need something. You just need somebody talking. Uh, it's not, I agree, it's not really important what who they are or what they say. No. But certain people are better than others. Like, Collinsworth's pretty good. And he slides in. He does. He swoops in every broadcast. <laughs> So I'm, I'm cool with Collinsworth. Huh? I said I'm cool with Collinsworth. Worth. Uh, oh yeah. You, 
you think he greases up his ass cheeks so he can get a real nice slide in next to Al Michaels there on Sunday night? Football? Oh, yeah. I mean, he keeps his ass cheeks greased for sure. Uh, he he wears uh, sweaters tied around his neck. Yeah, he does. Which is synonymous with greased assholes. Yeah. So I think I think that's a uh, that's confirmed. Nice. Oh yeah, we got another three months of Collinsworth, Michaels, Romo, Buck, Aikman. And the entire worthless crew that does the pre-show on CBS on Sundays. Oh, with the the big black dude with the the hairline that starts in the middle of his head? (laughs) You know it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What's his name? I don't know any of their names, Eric. I don't... Is Pat Sims involved with that program still? Phil. Phil Sims. Pat Sims. Who's Pat Sims? I don't know. Okay. I don't know Pat Sims. It reminds me of uh, Pat. Um, what am I thinking? Heavyweights Pat, Jeff. Fat Pat. I don't know. Did they ever say Pat's last name in heavyweights? I don't know. That's that's a little homework for the podcast. Where Where's Milkman Bork when you need him? Calling Bork out. I need yeah. an answer for this. Yeah, we need an answer. Bork, comment on the next post with your answer. This might, I don't know if he'll know this one, though. Yeah, I'll ask around the mountains. And we'll see, because I know Jason Landmark are very familiar with heavyweights as well. I think if you don't remember it, it probably never happened. I don't think it has. Pat. 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 That's a great name to chant. Yeah, it is. When you're doing a chant, you want a one-syllable chant. Yeah. Just like we used to do with Wolf. Yeah. Wolf. <laughs> our our Wolf. buddy Wolf. Wolf. Who's been on here. We used to, uh, in middle school, we started to chant his name at, at the lunchroom cafeteria, or anytime, really, but it started in the lunchroom cafeteria, where Echoes and Ruckus would reign supreme. And... Wolf would, he would accept this chant and let the minions bow down before him. He would stand up and hold his hands up like he was a god. Yeah, collect the praise. He was. Soak it all in. With, with that powerful of a chant with a name like Wolf. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, it sounds like a god. Yeah. Wolf, god of sky. Yeah. He sounds like like if you're about to go into war and the wolf is your leader and you chant and you start that chant. Say you have, tw- <laughs> say you got twenty five hundred men on the front lines, and you start that chant and that just starts to bellow throughout the the skies, <laughs> and then your leader rides up on the horse. Holy shit! I'd be scared of that man. Yeah, I would not fight that man. No, his name's Wolf. What? Oh, so Lionel Richie, man, he's got an interesting face. If anybody out here listening, if there's anybody still listening to this thing, look up Lionel Richie. Because I got a picture <laughs> of him. His face. Just look up his face if you're not familiar, because he's an interesting looking character. He also looks like a cartoon. 
he does, but damn, is he sexy. Did I ever tell you about how many, uh, how I watched cartoons recently? Like the old ones? Uh, you dip back into cartoons? Well, like, I, I don't remember where I was at, but they had, like, the Boomerang channel or whatever. Ooh, fancy. I, I, I like all them Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Yeah, so I was watching, like, that stuff, and, uh, like, Looney Tunes, it was insane, man. Like, anytime there was any kind of disagreement, you would just shoot the person in the face. <laughs> yeah. Just, just What? What? I mean, Elmer Fudd's, that was his one fucking attack, was to shoot shit. Yeah, well, everybody shot everybody. It's like, what? I disagree. And they just pull out a gun, poof, and just dust your ass. It's like a Wild West. Yeah, so that's what I think of when there's a mass shooting every day. That's what I think of. It's like, oh, the mass shooter suspect was a 30-year-old white male. It's like, oh, really? I can't believe it was a 30-year-old white guy that killed everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he grew up watching fucking Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd blasting people away. Fucking Daffy Duck getting his the bill on his face just totally blasted onto the other. Just Remember when they used to shoot him and his bill would just go to the backside of his head? Yep. He'd have to <laughs> rearrange it. <laughs> so there's that. I'll just leave that there. There's no need for a political argument on on assault rifles. No. If we want to do that, we'd call Glenn. <laughs> mash. We call him Mass Shooter Glenn. He's one of our buddies. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> so what else is going on today, Jeff? Not much. Just counting down to fucking football. I hear you. In a football frame of mind. When I'm in the football frame of mind. I've been listening to a lot of Nas lately, actually. Really? Yeah. I just had some come up on uh, Pandora. And, uh, uh wait, wait, which out, what were you listening to? The, what, what's your, what song? Yeah, like what? What? What kind of Nas? Uh, it was written, I think, is the name of the track. No, oh, yeah, it's from that album, I know. Yep, yep, that's a good one. The thing was with this particular song, um, back on the burned album version I used to have, there was a skip built into the album. So, if it's a song I'm thinking of, it starts off with like a soft. Uh, acoustic guitar and a little ringing in the background. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like a real, like, I don't even know how, there's probably a word for that, but like, people do it on the mandolin a lot where you just hold one note, but then you strum it real fast. Uh, tremolo? Maybe. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, that's a traditional term for it, but I mean, it's just a, uh, we're getting down a rabbit hole, so we might as well keep digging. 
there's an acoustic guitar that's pick uh, finger picking three strings like doom dan doom dan doom dan doom dan doom dan that rhythm is completely wrong, but whatever you, you know what I'm talking about. It's got that, and then there's just a <clears throat> it's a classic like hip hop sample thing where it's just a high. It's not quite a, a string instrument, but it's just a high. It, it could be a high pitched violin, I guess, but it's just one note. Fake dub, no love, you get the slug, see before gusto, your luck though. I didn't know till I was drunk though. You freak niggas played out, get fucked and ate out. Prostitute turned bitch, I got the gauge out. 96 ways I made out. Montana way, the good F-E-L-L-A. Verbal AK spray, dip the tattoo, jump out the range, empty out the ashtray. I was listening to Stillmatic, which is a good one. Yeah. I forgot how good that album is. I love the intro, and then it leads to the the uh, infamous ether, and then it just keeps going. There's there's a, there's a lot of good ones on there, and then also um, if you're looking for new stuff, uh, I've been listening to a lot of Kevin Gates. You familiar? I am not. I never gave him a shot because like his big songs that. Uh, that were on the radio I wasn't a huge fan of. But um now that I've given him a chance, I'm really digging it. He's a rapper? Yeah, yep. Okay. Um new guy, you said? Oh, he's kinda new, yeah. Not super new. New as in this century. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like I the first time I heard of him was probably two thousand sixteen. Oh, okay. And Kevin Gates. No, yeah. no funny spelling? Nope, Kevin Gates. Okay. So yeah, if you're looking for some new shit, uh, yeah, uh, what's the album called? It's like Luca Brasi or something, Volume 3, or I don't know. It's on Spotify? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, I guess we should, this is the 50th episode of a wrestling podcast. So we should probably talk about some wrestling. Probably getting a little wrestling here. Yeah, I probably should. Um, we went a little a little long with the chats, but that's okay. It's okay, uh, man. I mean, I, I was in bed with another band last week, Eric, so I had to come back and yeah, see how you're doing. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, you're you're doing the classic. Um, you're over. You're <laughs> overcompensating. O- you're overcompensating because you feel guilty. <laughs> It's okay. Yeah. Yep. It's okay. Uh, that'll happen in a in a fifty episode marriage. You went and slept with the donut man. Yep. He fucking he enticed you with his fried delectable goods. Bear claws. Yeah, a couple of bear claws up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, I know you're a fan of the intro of Raw, the contract signing. Oh yeah, this week. Yeah. Yeah, the the start of Raw was the opposite from last week. This one was fantastic. AJ came out, and well, first you had Seth and Braun in the middle of the ring with Cole as a moderator, like he's doing something. And they're they're set to have a contract signing. They're just getting to bickering back and forth. Not much there. Then AJ comes out with the club, and he's just staying on the Titan Tron. Acting like 
It's uh, live at the Apollo or some shit, and he's Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he really was putting on a little show. He, he was cracking joke after joke, man. He had, like, he's a heel, and it was a marquee audience, but he had him fucking side-split. Like, he was, I don't know. It's, it's like insane. he was Dave Chappelle with his new special. Yeah. What was, what was he saying? He was... I don't... I couldn't tell you. I, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember any of the one-liners. Yeah, I can't remember either. That's, that's worthless. That was a worthless... We just gave you about 30 seconds of fundamentally useless um, audio. But, go back and check... At this opener, because once shit starts hit the fan, <clears throat> AJ and the club get in the ring. Oh, yeah. On the way to the ring, AJ, Cole tries to interrupt AJ. It's like, AJ, you have no business being out here with all due respect. We're trying to conduct business down here. <laughs> and you're just like, shut up, Michael Cole, or I'll slap your teeth out your face. And the, the audience just went absolutely wild. Yeah, because nobody likes Cole. No. Like, of course that's going to be amazing. Like, it was the most stone-cold-like reaction I've seen from the crowd in a while. Like, everyone just immediately jumped out of their seats at the thought of AJ slapping Cole's teeth out of his face. <laughs> Dude, uh, actually, go, yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll interject after you finish here. Okay. So then when shit hits the fan, uh, Braun decides to... Uh, start the uh, brawl by taking the table they had, they, they had a table set up for the contract signing and he just flips it and it flips so fast like a rake being stepped on right into AJ's face and he speaking of cartoons man he looked like Bug Bunny squashed up against the wall after that yeah that was a good ass flip that's what sold me on the entire promo is the table flip right in the face yeah Yep, that was a good-ass flip for sure. And then it ended up, um... Seth and Braun were trying to hold him off. Or no, this just led to a Seth Braun versus Club match. Oh, yeah. Uh, what I was gonna say is, like, just to finish off this story, like, they... Uh, eventually, Stone Cold interjects. Well, he, he interjects, I think, right after that and says, like, a lot of times these contract signs don't go so well. Something blah 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 on the Twitter, you know, a little tweet on the bottom of the screen. And then like later on, he he basically says he's gonna he's gonna be the moderator at the contract signing next week, and that's the bottom line, cause Stone Cold said so. And uh, everybody just starts everybody just, like Stone Cold totally just cucked. Michael Cole, like, get this <laughs> pussy out of here. Like, I'll show you how a man does it. And then, like, yeah. everybody was just, the whole night was just trashing Cole. Like, Corey's like, yeah, I bet you'll do a lot better when you were in charge, Cole, huh? <laughs> and then later, Renee was like, this is how you get the job done. You gotta call on the rattlesnake stone cold, huh, Cole? Like, they just shitting on Cole the rest of the night. It was amazing. That's great. I didn't even catch 
Like, I fast-forward through commercials and all other riffraff. So, I didn't even catch the uh, Stone Cold tweet. I just saw all of a sudden it said Stone Cold's going to moderate. I'm like, okay, they're bringing back another All-Star, huh? Yeah, uh, they just, like, I don't know what's... It's cool. I mean, Stone Cold's... Obviously, we want to see Stone Cold. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's good at that kind of stuff. Like, what was that? What was that last thing they did that had the veterans there? Oh, just, um... Oh, it was just called Raw Reunion. Yeah. There's no fucking precedent for it. It's just a Raw Reunion, man. It was just a rating spike. Yeah. But he was good there. I'll give it to him. Really good. I mean, he can still do it. Like, he doesn't have to do anything. He just has to come in and fucking ask for some beers, basically. He doesn't even stun people half the time anymore. He's too old for that. Yeah, which, I don't know, It's it could be a good thing, like you said. Like, his mic work is great, obviously. And now that he doesn't have any skin in the game, like, he doesn't have a character, it's almost like it's better. Uh, I think he's, he's also, like, for some reason, I don't know if it's just, like, maybe centered around move to Fox or what, but he's, like, doing... I saw uh, immediately following Raw, he was doing some sort of thing with uh, Becky Lynch last week on USA. So I don't know if oh, they're just trying yeah. to get some stars out there to plug shit for Fox or what. I'm uh, st- straight up Stone Cold. Yeah. <laughs> straight up Stone Cold. Is that is that a show or what? Is that a podcast? I don't know what it is, Jeff. I think it's a. Uh, really even matter anymore no it's just like a talk show of some sort it's called straight up stone cold okay well they they did have the stone cold podcast wwe version where it's all kayfabe and shit on the network a while back remember that yeah i was just gonna say though like i liked how unkayfabe he was at the reunion show. You know what I mean? Like, he really... He really cut loose. It, it was odd. Because he's always... Quote-unquote kayfabe, you know? His kayfabe. Yeah. Which isn't much of a stretch at all. No, it's kind of always been a blurry line. But it, but yeah, you're right. He's doing a lot more shit. So something like... They're incorporating him a lot more. So it'll be interesting to see... How he is on Raw next week. What? Well, with Seth and Braun, like, that's a, yeah, it's a weird dynamic. Like, like you said, it'll be interesting. I mean, I still think Stone Cold is clearly the main attraction of that. Yeah, oh yeah, dude. He's still the biggest thing they have. Don't you think? Isn't that, that's crazy to say, but I think it is. I mean, he, he Stone showed... He showed at Raw Reunion that he uh, has taken over the Hulk Hogan's position firmly. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's Hogan's doing, I think, more or less. Yeah, that's, but, a, that's Hogan's fault, but that's how, I'm talking big picture here. You know what I mean? I'm talking like, it was Hulk Hogan forever, and now it's Stone Cold. Like he's, I was going to say, would a, would a Rock return trump that? I don't think so. Just because the rock's kind of polarizing? 
Yeah, and just because we see him so much. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's, like, no, you know, nobody's ever like, man, I, I wonder what The Rock's doing. They should, somebody should give him an opportunity. Well, it's not an opportunity. <laughs> well, I, I, I was always a rock, Mark, so. Yeah, no. Um, I, I, I love to see his returns, even if the fucking, some of the audience shits on him. I, I like it. No, I'm just saying, like, the, the pop, I think, is still bigger for Stone Cold because we see so much rock. Yeah, but you get a lot of Stone Cold returns, too. You do. The, so it kind of evens out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you do. We're not trying to hop in, hop out right quick, no, I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, I think the other thing from Raw... Is the the whole women's situation for sure? Oh, that was basically the only two stories they focused on that King of the Ring. Yep. But man, that women's situation got a little spicy. Yeah, I I thought it was really cool, man. I loved when uh, I mean you could tell it was coming, but I loved when Bailey joined in. Uh, it's illustrated all night, dude. They were hitting at it. You knew it was coming the whole damn night. Yeah. But still, I mean, everybody loves it. For some reason, you, you love to see Bailey be heel. I have been called for it for a while. Yeah. Yeah, which we... Kind of a weird situation. Yeah. Which we did, weeks ago, we did call for Becky... Or, I'm sorry, Bailey versus Sasha. But I don't mind this route. Yeah. So, to catch people up, um, basically, you know, Sasha's been back, and uh, Becky and Bailey are scheduled to tag team against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross in a champion showcase. Never heard this before. So, like, earlier in the evening, you had a Becky-Sasha uh, face-to-face, where Becky's like, I bet, it, I bet it stings that, you know, Bailey got on fine when you left. Like, you, you just went home and cried, and Bailey went and ended up winning the SmackDown title. And Sasha just came out and flatlined, like she always does. <laughs> she flatlined. And then they, they tried to get an interview from Bailey in the back. Like, how do you feel about Sasha, blah, blah, blah. She's like, why don't you ask me about my match with... Uh, Becky later instead. Me and Sasha are still besties. Blah, blah, blah. And then Sasha comes out during the Becky-Bailey match. Uh, interferes against Becky. Even though she's there for Bailey, apparently. Uh, and then she gets out of steel chair and proceeds to hit it. Sasha gets out of steel chair, starts hitting Becky with it. Then Bailey comes in, takes the chair gives one long hard look at that chair and at Becky and joins in the fun. So Bailey has turned. Teamed up with Sasha like the old days. That chair was talking to her. That chair was talking. Uh yeah, they tell they they did uh or they did really show their hand on that one. Yeah. But I still thought it was awesome. The crowd was going wild. Oh, now you got now. Now we find out who the actual Becky marks are, Eric. Yeah. They do the fucking hot shit 
marks are. The fickle. Because a lot of people are like, Bailey, it's Sasha. Fuck you, man. Think yeah. he's gonna flat both y'all. Yeah, the fickle the fickle fans came out. Yep. They were like, Oh, Becky's okay, now I like Bailey, which I, I would have I would have fallen for that too. Not like a permanent thing, but I would have been hyped when uh when Bailey turned right there. <coughs> well, where this gets confusing is bleeding into Bailey's own title picture on SmackDown with Charlotte. Yeah. Like Charlotte was doing the heel role and that got flip-flopped and it's kind of weird cuz Charlotte's not really a face yet. Well, uh let's keep this story rolling. So what'd you think? So did you see the Charlotte promo on SmackDown? Yeah, they basically repeated steps A through C with uh, Charlotte, right? Yeah. So Charlotte, uh, let's see, let me get my notes. Uh, did this start with, uh, oh yeah, Bailey came out, was just kind of talking shit, feeling the crowd. And the crowd was real split. I don't know where this was at. Raw was in Baltimore. Nerds! NerdWallet presents Money Questions Credit Card Round. Ready, Steve? No time to answer. How can you compare and apply for the best travel credit cards? Turn to the nerds. Where can you find the best card for your credit score? Turn to the nerds. For a triple point bonus, is it better to earn rewards in points or miles? Uh, I'm kidding. Turn to the nerds. Winner, winner. Fiscally responsible dinner. Game's over, Steve. From the lowest rates to the best rewards. For all your credit card questions, turn to the nerds at nerdwallet.com. Nerds. NerdWallet presents Money Questions, the lightning round. Here we go, Carol. How can people compare the best credit cards? Turn to the nerds. Should you pay off debt or save for retirement? Turn to the nerds. One more. Should I listen to my father-in-law's advice on mortgage lenders? Turn to the nerds. You win! Woo! Confetti is literally falling from the sky! I'm going to put my winnings in a two-year CD. That would be prudent, Carol. From helpful tools to expert guidance. For all your money questions, turn to the nerds at nerdwallet.com. NMLS ID number 1617539. Good crowds this week. Yeah, I was going to say, both weeks, solid fucking crowds. Yeah. Anyway, the crowd was split. Some of them were cheering for Bailey hardcore, and some of them were booing her because she turned on Becky and joined Sasha, living that kayfabe life. <clears throat> and uh, Flair comes out, and did she really say anything before that got interrupted, or did that just get interrupted immediately by Sasha? No, it was just the yeah. It was just she didn't say a whole lot. It was just run of the mill crap. Okay. So then Sasha comes out, and uh, the two start to attack uh, Charlotte Flair with the chair. Well, not immediately with the chair. That first they got a gain advantage, which happened. Well, Charlotte, remember, took through the first punch. Oh yeah, Charlotte uh, initiated. She was fucking. She was to be smarter than your average bear. Yeah, sneak attack. She stole on one of them. <laughs> oh, she stole on uh, Bailey. Yeah. And the, that first, before Sasha ran down got involved, the first bit of that Bailey-Charlotte was hype. Oh, it was hype, yeah. The crowd was going wild, and Charlotte picked her up and slammed her down. So, yeah, I, I like, I think, dude, I wanted, uh, for some reason I wanted Becky to come out right there. That's why, like, this has to eventually lead big picture to, like... Charlotte and Becky having each other's back again. Which, it will. If that, 
Huh? I said, yeah, it will. Oh, yeah. And if that's the case, if Charlotte and Becky are, like, having each other's back, you think I'm worried about Bailey and Sasha, flimsy asses? Get your ass back to therapy because you're going to need it. Yeah. Bailey will suffocate you with them cheeks, though. Yeah, she will. Let's be completely honest. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I was open. I was open the same thing, and I could have gone for it on SmackDown. I would have been fine. It's not too early to start that bridge. Not like a full flex, like "Hey, we're best friends again." No. Yeah, I don't want to see him <laughs> cheers and teacups again. But no, but just this is the first, you know, the first brick uh, of of this path. Uh, yeah, a sign of respect. Yeah, they just look at each other. The classic look across the ring after they cleared the ring, you know? Yeah. And they just, that that classic thing. I could have gone for that. But I'm not going to be a hater because I, I like where they're going with this whole women's story. Oh, it's juicy. It incorporates all four of them. Yeah, the four horsewomen. Yeah. So I've always yeah. I've always wanted that to become a thing. I don't know if we'll ever get that. You, like completely with with no stables. Yeah, like a faction. Oh, I saw I saw about the four horsewomen all legitimately going at each other with no uh, with no alliances. Oh, like you know they're all against each other. Yeah. Well, that would be cool. I could take it either way. Sure. But I was thinking like a faction, like like the four horsemen, you know. I mean, if that's a faction, who you got going up against them because they're dead beat? That's the problem. Yep. You're going to have to wait like five years and get some other people in there. Yeah. It's going to be a ways down the road for that one. But yeah, that was probably, I think that was the the main focus of this whole week was that women's story. Oh, for sure. That and just uh, continuing the King of the Ring stuff, which is getting interesting. Yeah, no King of the Ring, but I agree with your original take that it, it takes a little bit of the uh, the magic out of it that we're not doing it in one night. Yeah. But still, like uh, I don't think it was this week, but last week, I didn't end up watching last week's wrestling until like... Monday Sunday. of the, yeah Sunday or Monday of this week, just because I've had um, weddings uh, that I've been working, and then I've been, and then I got school now that just started every Tuesday and Thursday. So yeah, it's just a busy couple weeks. But anyway, um, it was let's see, last week's matches. Shelton Benjamin versus uh, Chad Gable, right? Uh, last week, Ricochet versus DMAC. Um, yeah. Miz versus Corbin on Raw. And then on SmackDown, Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy. And uh, Shelton Benjamin versus Chad Gable, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was disappointed that the Sheldon Benjamin Gable match didn't go longer. Yeah, it got <clears throat> kind of put in a weird spot on Raw. There's a lot of shit that they were getting through, and uh, Bailey versus Lacey kind of ate up most uh, 
uh, mid card main event, you know, that halfway through main event. Yep. Yep. So that one I thought was going to be like a super good match, and it was a good match, but we needed more. Yeah, it's good. It's just short. I was disappointed in uh, D Mac. Yeah. Oh, I was too, Eric. You should have pulled that out. I don't know. It's I don't know what they're doing with D Mac. It drives me nuts. <laughs> but it's he's, the, he's not careful. He's gonna turn into gender. Yeah, they're blowing him, man. I mean, it's the same take that everybody has. So this is nothing new. But it's just like D Mac should be winning matches and dominating. Like, give him his run, man. Give him his... See what he does. Can't He can't just keep... Jay always says, you can't just keep stacking up losses. Exactly. You can't get over stacking up losses. But in today's WWE, all you have to do is pit the champion once and you have a title match, so... Yeah, that's very... That's annoying. Yeah. But anyway... Um, this week's King of the Ring... Uh, yeah, run through... Just... just List those matches first. Just a, just a list? Yeah. Alright, so the, f- the first match on Raw was Corbin versus Alexander. Uh, second match on Raw was Joe versus Ricochet. Uh, first match on SmackDowns, Mustafa Ali versus Elias. And the second match is Gable versus. I didn't write it down because I just started it when we started the podcast. Gable versus, uh, oh, uh, Andrade, C, and Almas. Yep. So who'd you say Joe was against? Rick Shea. Oh, yeah. So that one was the one with the finish. Uh, it also, did you notice that uh, <laughs> when Joe got thrown over the top rope, he just fucking smashed into the ground. It was a crazy bump. Oh, yeah. No, he, he landed straight on his shoulder and back, dude. He, he fucking took that like a champ. He just looked like a chuck roast flying over that thing. It did. Like, there's no arms extended whatsoever. No. Fucking... <laughs> I mean, if you would have, if you would have, like, stood on the edge of a, of a ring over the ropes and just took a pan of meatloaf and flipped it upside down, that's that's <laughs> how he fell. Like, he didn't put his arms out or anything. He just fucking... What was that thing that that, that character did on uh, Smash Brothers? Loaf. Kirby? When Kirby would loaf? Yeah, I don't know what it's technically called for all the uh, Smash Brothers people out there. I, I think it's like a brick or something. We always called it a loaf. Yeah. Down, down and B when you're floating above someone and he just turns into a a big old brick and gravity takes effect and he just smashes down on the opponent. That's exactly what it looked like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh and then they had the the finish of course where they both pinned each other and nobody knows and what to do. We all know who pinned who. Joe pinned Ricochet. Yeah. Ricochet hardly had a finger on Joe. That was horseshit. Yeah, and he had to do the classic reposition. Yep. Which they did a really good job. That that's hard to do. Those those unique special things where you're supposed to land in a certain way and they did a good job. Oh yeah. 
You know it's football season. <laughs> because the ref immediately was shown on camera going to the booth and he was mic'd up with a headset. Okay, okay, I'll take it under advisement. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, that was... Dude, you, you brought up a good point, though. They should have a booth, actually. That'd be hilarious. Where he, put, he puts his head under the curtain. Yeah, head under the curtain, everything. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't like when they try to incorporate sportsy shit like this. That's true. They got Earl Hebner up in the box. Doing, like, the uh, expert analysis, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. You yeah. just get a corner of Earl yeah. Hebner. Now both shoulders work down. Yeah. Now, sometimes you count when they're outside of the ring. Sometimes you count. And then it, it, other times it, you don't. Uh, sometimes you don't count, you know? <laughs> you got to know when to count and when to not count. You got to make sure that you have a good angle. <laughs> See all the shoulders on the mat. Uh, what? What? Let's see. Oh, Corbin, dude, is Corbin is, is the guy, right? Uh, yeah, I think Steve was predicting Corbin last week to take the cake. It's a good. I think it's fair for sure and good. Oh, thanks to thanks to Steve for stepping in. I didn't get any donuts, though. Well, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to take that up with him. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, Corbin's got a good ass shot to take this whole sucker. I also like uh, Elias is still in it, right? Who? Elias. Uh, yeah, he ended up beating Mustafa Ali on SmackDown. I'm scared to predict Elias because they always have him lose. But yeah, uh, I don't care about his record. No, but I do like Elias in the crown singing a song. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a he good. Fix the guitar sitting on the throne after he won. I think. I know. I like the visual. I was like, okay, because the 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 King of the Rings is a weird thing, you know. Takes a certain person to pull it off. Corbin and Elias could both do it. So, next week, because of that shady, uh, uh, controversial pitfall, we have a triple threat next week with Joe, Ricochet, and is it Corbin? No, uh, Joe, oh yeah, yep, yep, Ricochet, Joe, Corbin. And then on the other side, it's, uh, Gable versus uh, Elias. Yeah. Ooh, man. Can we agree that Ricochet's not winning? Well, I was listening. I forget who I was listening to, but they made a good point. It's hard to make a good guy king of the ring. I did was Stone Cold. Yeah, but it's hard. I'd I pretty. Think no, I think he was a bad guy at that point. Stone Cold was or Owen Hart? Owen Hart. Oh, maybe. But uh, I mean, I get what they were saying. It's a it's a valid argument. Like wearing a crown around and saying you're the king of something is a heel move. Yeah. Oh, totally. 
So it's yeah, it's pompous. So I think your guess about Ricochet is good. I'd say the same thing about Gable. I think Elias has got the final spot tied up on that side. They're framing Gable as a hardcore underdog, though. Yeah, they are. When is this pay-per-view? Uh, next week. So we got one more week to wrap shit up. Then we got the clash. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say Elias versus... I think it's got to be Elias Corbin. Oh, Eric. No. Corbin. Corbin uh, Gable. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly, but I'm going to go Joe Gable just because I want Joe to be in it. But King Joe is looking less and less likely next to King Elias and King Corbin. King Joe could work, though, too. But he, he's more of a, I don't know. It, it definitely, it, it fits Corbin and Elias better. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's just that, like, Joe, Joe can back up some of his assholeness. He's not, like, a pompous asshole. He's all about just putting people to sleep. Yeah, he's serious. He's just a fighting guy. Yeah, he's... Corbin and Elias, on the other hand, are all about themselves and feeling themselves. Yeah, they're butt wheezes. Yeah, they're butt wheezes for sure. Um, so yeah, that's that's King of the Ring. Was there any other match uh, from this week that was good? No, those were the marquee matches, really. Um, did you get a chance? I, I I can't go without talking about this. Did you get a chance to see the Firefly Funhouse? Yeah. Yep. Because it, it was fantastic this week. Yeah, I liked when he said, uh, oh, what did he say right before he did the classic, before he did his whole let me in thing? He, like, said something and laughed. Like a one-liner, you mean? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. All I remember is that he was just blatantly, like, giving us a peek behind the curtain. And uh, had Vince pop in. He's like, you can't be challenging Bonner Center to hell in a cell. And he's like, but Vince, I'm making money. And he just throws a stack of money with his... Eats it. Eats grin. Yeah. He takes a $100 bill and just folds it in half and puts it in puppet Vince's mouth. And it just slides right in like a cash machine. Yeah. No, that was good. I agree. It was hilarious. But what was Vince? What was Puppet Vince talking about? Did I miss something? No, uh, that's shit that Steve kept talking about last week. That the internet marks talking about, like where the Fiend character is going, and they want the Fiend to challenge for the title at Hell in a Cell. Oh, so he's just like playing off the internet, the IWC. Yeah, the internet wrestling community. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I mean, maybe they. I don't think they'd put the title on him. He's not a title guy. He's the fiend. Yeah, that's true. But we'll see. I mean, that could be a Hell in a Cell teaser. 
I mean, that, that's the next pay per view in like October or some shit. It's hell in a cell. Have we seen uh, um, Bray Wyatt or not Bray Wyatt? Finn Balor since? No. Okay, so that's probably not over. Actually, yeah, probably not because he mentioned it during the Funhouse. Oh, yeah, he did mention Finn. I can't remember what he said, but I remember he mentioned Finn. He said, like, he apologized for what the Fiend did to him. Oh, yeah, and yeah, the kids, aww! Yeah. <laughs> so I that, love the sound clip of the kids. So that's probably still going to go on. We'll eventually get, naturally, we'll get uh, the Fiend versus uh, the Demon. Fiend Demon? Naturally. The Fiend, I think, I still take the Fiend, man. The Demon's paint just wears off every night. Yep. It's Finn with some fucking paint on his chest. Yep. Uh, we got ten minutes, Jeff. I want to ask you this. What, um, what, did I miss something? What is Sami Zayn's character now? He's advocating, ad, advocating for Shinsuke Nakamura? Yeah, basically. How'd that happen? Uh, you remember two weeks ago, they somehow, hang on, let me flip back in my notes. Two weeks ago was when it started. And then last week, we just came out and, like, had a promo with Shinsuke, where basically he clarified that Shinsuke just needs someone to talk for him and shit. Uh, Miss TV, is this last week? 8.20. I'm losing track of my, my time. This is two weeks ago. Miss TV with Sami Zayn. And Zane and Shinsuke uh, basically ally themselves. I don't know how. So this has been building for a while. Okay. And, and then, go ahead. It's not deep, but, you know, uh, Sammy's just a voice for Shinsuke, and they're both heels. So Sammy's the mouthpiece. Basically. Okay. And then my other question is, <clears throat> did we, we didn't see any... Uh, Kevin Owens during SmackDown. Or Raw. Nope. No, no K- shade. No KO this week? No. Uh, I, I still haven't seen the very end of SmackDown, but it looks like it's the Roman who done it. Yeah. Do you want to know how that goes, or are you still going to watch? Uh, we, we can talk about it. I don't care. Yeah, so um, Danny Bryan comes out and still talk. you know, he... Still pushing the idea that he doesn't know, and Eric Rowan worked on his own, and blah blah blah. He lied to him. Reigns comes out uh, as he's walking down the ramp to approach Daniel Bryan. Rowan attacks him from behind, and then uh, Rowan starts beating the piss out of out of Ro- Rowan. Beats up Roman. Um. And Daniel Bryan's looking at him like, what are you doing, blah, blah, blah. And then he eventually goes out there uh, ringside and starts uh, like getting in, in Rowan's face or whatever, telling him to stop. And then he slaps Rowan. And then Rowan does his little like iron claw thing through the, through the announce table. 
uh, on Brian, and then Rowan goes back to Roman Reigns and like hits him in the face with the chairs with the uh, I'm sorry with the steel steps. You say Rowan turned Eric Rowan turned on Brian. Yeah. So at first I thought it was, which is kind of what I was hoping for, and maybe I don't know. It's guess it's possible that this is still it, but I was hoping like. You know, if they're going to go this direction, I was hoping that Brian at first acts like, like, Eric Rowan, what are you doing? You know, and then he eventually he turns and starts kicking Roman Reigns ass as well. Yeah, uh, that's what probably everyone was thinking. But no, that's not how they went. They kept it going that, you know, Danny Bryan was like, what are you doing? And Rowan turns on Brian and, uh. They made it real clear, like, he, 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 Eric had a microphone, and he was, like, talking about how you can't tell me what to do to Daniel Bryan, and nobody touches me, and he's basically, like, going crazy. We got, we got, we got a loose end here. What do you mean? I mean, he's got a screw loose. Oh, yeah, a loose cannon. I thought you meant... That's that's what I was looking for, goddammit. I thought you meant, like, something... They fucked up the story or something. Oh, no. Uh, Yeah, I completely misspoke. (laughs) So, as of now, that's what's going on. And and they made it real clear, so I don't know if they can turn back on that or not. But the the only part that disappointed me is, like... You need need Brian there, because he's the talent. You know, if it's just Eric Rowan that was trying to kill Roman Reigns, then I'm not as interested. Well, I thought I saw on SmackDown that Roman and Eric Rowan already have a match for Clash of Champions. Am I correct? Yeah, they must have booked it. It's on the website. I just looked at it. Okay. So, uh, my guess is, like, they're just trying to confuse us and make us think that Rowan's independent. But they can easily walk that back by being like, oh, Eric Rowan just fucking... Had one of those, had one of those days, you know. Where he lost it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't. He didn't say that when he's on the mic, I acted alone or anything, did he? Uh, I don't think so, but I don't know. Okay. But yeah, you're right. They could walk that back. I mean, it's not like him and I don't think him and Bride are gonna. Uh, split up or anything quite yet. I, I think if anything, Brian will come in and attack Roman uh, during the Eric Roman match. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, they could easily. Uh, they could, yeah, they could easily change that up. But you, you'll have to watch it. You'll see what I mean. They try to make it real clear, but they could easily change it up. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll take I'll take him scooch you for sure. Cause I, I'm kinda of talking out of my ass here. I'm just going from what you told me. Well I'm gonna it doesn't seem to make any sense. Well I'm gonna talk out of my ass real quick. Do it. Uh <laughs> so like Chris Jericho wins the AEW title. He's the first world champ, you know. Oh, is he? Yep. Let's give him a round of applause. Alright. From one Jericho-holic to another. Yep. Uh, 
and he he I didn't watch I didn't watch the show yet. I will, but I saw clips of him, and he's I mean he's still Jericho. He's got great mic work. He was doing stuff afterwards when he was walking around with the belt, just insulting people. And anyway, and he he did something that became like a meme. He like looks at a bottle of champagne. He's like a little bit of bubbly. And like now that's like a meme, but anyway, um, his his belt went missing. What do you mean? Someone someone robbed him. Yep. Um, and supposedly it's real. Like, I'm reading on CBS. That's what I was gonna ask you. Have you heard about this at all? No, I mean, is the AEW show going uh, on cable now? No, that's uh, October. Okay. Nope. This was just one of the, this is just their pay per view. It was called All Out. Was this this last weekend? Yep. And then, what? Supposedly, like took the title back to his hoodie and had a few, and title wound up missing. Yeah. Yep. Pretty well. Pretty much like, but it, the first thing, like when I first heard about it, it sounded real for real. You know what I mean? And I think it could have been. Because it was like, like this is the headline on CBS. Chris Jericho's missing world championship belt retrieved by police in Florida. And like, he, he made a police report, apparently. Well, if the police are involved, I'd assume it's real. Oh, this is great. The victim reported the theft of his championship wrestling belt while he was eating inside Longhorn Steakhouse. <laughs> It says, the victim stated he arrived at the Millionaire Club Airport Terminal and placed the belt inside his rented limousine. The limo driver shuttled the victim to Longhorn for dinner. The victim remained at Longhorn while the limo driver returned to the airport. The victim had taken the wrong luggage from the airport and the driver took it back to the terminal. When the driver picked up the victim from the restaurant, the belt was missing. Responders, officers searched the limo and airport for the belt with no success. So I don't know. They they turned like AEW turned it into a uh, a work. Like there's a oh, yeah. there's a video Jericho posted on their Instagram of him like sitting in a hot tub talking about his belt that was stolen. I mean, you can't just sit on your hands. I got to do something. Yeah, but I just thought that was an interesting little story. But now that now that I'm reading, I think this was real. I, I, I like going through your story the way you read it and just replacing the victim with Chris Jericho. Yeah. And it just sounds so much funnier. Then Jericho went to the Longhorn Steakhouse. Jericho <laughs> left his belt. Yeah. He's in, riding around in limousines going to Longhorn Steakhouse. That's awesome. Uh, that's, that's, that's great. <sighs> So yeah, I'm, I'll go back and watch this. I heard good things about the show. Um, I've seen a, a commercial for the AEW coming to TNT or whatever. That's why I asked if it was going or not. But you say like the beginning of October or when? Uh, I don't remember. Maybe middle? I don't know. But okay. yeah, not sure a hundred percent on that. It's it's like NXT's coming first. NXT's like the middle of September, right? Yeah. 
And then um and then October, I think the middle of October is AEW, I'm not sure. Oh, eight uh no, beginning, October second. Oh, nice. So not too far away at all. Yeah, it'll get, it'll get interesting here real quick. I just love the idea. Like, whoever stole that thing, like, cheers to you, my friend. I toast yeah. to you. That's awesome. Can you imagine yeah. if you're just at, like, a bar and Chris Jericho's there and he just, like, turns his back for a second leaves his title right there and you just swipe it? I mean, imagine if they never, like, it would be such great folklore if they never caught the guy. Like, if somebody just had it in their basement, like, dude, you remember when we stole Chris Jericho's AEW title? The yeah, ni- the original AEW the, title. The first one, the night he won it, that's in my basement. Yep. And then you come back when you're, like, 75 and you sell that bitch. Yep. <laughs> Long after the company is folded. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when there's nobody left to... Well, there's nobody left to be pissed. Yeah. Sell that bitch. Uh, I'm sure you would. But whoever did it was an idiot and it somehow got recovered, which is so sad to me. I wanted that to be a mystery forever. Yeah, man. You gotta hide that shit deep. Yeah. Like you said. You real can't deep. Speak no, real deep. Uh, well, I'd probably put it up on Instagram as soon as you guys like, yo, I got the belt. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jeff, do we have anything else? Because I am out of time. Uh, no. Uh, excited for... Does NXT have a pay-per-view this week? I don't think so. Did I didn't hear that. Did you? I thought I saw something last week. Maybe that was just advertising NXT coming to USA. Huh. They definitely, like, on one of the shows. Like, on one of the wrestling shows, like Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, 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 during the commercials. Yeah, they have a package thing they're running for the uh, the USA debut, for sure. Okay, that was probably then. Never mind. All right, well. King, King Corbin. What'd you say? King Corbin. King Corbin it is. That's your final guess? Yeah, unfortunately. Well, I'll go King Elias just to keep it keep it interesting. Hell yeah, man. And on that note, Jeff, it's been real. Fiftieth episode is it's it's on a wrap, and then fifty two will make a year, right? Is that how many weeks are in a year? Uh, it'd be, yeah, episode 52 will be our one year. Okay. So we had an extra episode, 49 and a half. Well, we're not going to talk about that. Right. 